If you're going to self-manage your rental properties, you know I'm a big fan of finding that proper tool to get the job done. Well, we want to tell you about RentReady. RentReady is a really awesome property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. Collect rent online and get paid. Find that perfect tenant with their screening and listing services and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using card, ACH, or cash, set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it, and even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. Did we also mention that RentReady is unlimited and all of this is flat priced? No tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for people to manage their own properties so you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the REI Mastermind Network. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only $54 at RentReady.com when you use our special code MASTERMIND. That's RentReady.com, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code MASTERMIND, M-A-S-T-E-R. M-I-N-D at RentReady.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only $54. We're rolling. Welcome to the House Dudes Podcast, where we invite you to follow us on our journey towards financial freedom using the power of real estate. I'm Jack Haas. And I'm Josh Koth. Here at House Dudes, we believe in a couple key principles. Number one, the best way to retain information is by teaching it to others. And number two, a rising tide lifts all boats. We're not competitors, we're a community. So let's get into some real estate investing. This episode is brought to you by Yellow Letter HQ. Head over to bit.ly slash yellow letter HD for fast, affordable, direct to seller marketing. Tired of real estate marketing campaigns that don't get results? Yellow Letter HQ is one of the most competitive direct mail campaigns that can save your budget and your sanity. They deliver a fast campaign turnaround that gets your phone ringing. Check out their services at bit.ly slash yellow letter HD. Well, we got a new guest on the show, Dave Seymour. Dave, thank you so much for being on the show. And why don't I just kick things off and have you introduce yourself? Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on, Jack. This is, uh, this is fun. Uh, my name is Dave Seymour. You know, I got a, a, an opening line, Jack. Ready? You might recognize me as the star from the hit TV show Flipping Boston on A and E. Now <laughs> yeah. we're on. Uh, now we're on Amazon Prime. So yeah, I um, you know I've been a real estate investor and been recognized nationally um, for for my expertise in pretty much all areas of real estate, Jack. I've been very blessed. Um, didn't start out that way. So yeah, Dave Seymour, Flipping Boston. I'm now one of three um, owners in a company called Freedom Venture Investments. Uh, we're a fund company. Uh, we manage a $100 million fund that's investing in multifamily uh, real estate. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a heck of a journey, brother. That's for sure. Wasn't always, wasn't always dealing in the big sandbox. I used to play in a different one. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, you know, it's, it's always interesting. Let's, let's start with Flipping Boston. Like, sure. it, yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. always a curiosity to me uh, regarding like, and you seem to be a f- fella that would, would give it to us straight here. Like, how much of that is real versus wow. 
Am I going there wow. pretty deep already? Wow, that's a that's a heck of a setup right there. You seem like a guy who's going to give it to us pretty real. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what we call a lead a lead in. That's a leading question, Your Honor. I know. Uh, nobody's going to listen to this, right? So I can tell you, <laughs> tell you the truth. <laughs> Look, that's a great question, Jack. And I I get that all the time. Okay. Um, can we all use some common sense and some intelligence, right? It's called a reality TV, and the last word is show. Right. And a show is designed to entertain. And if it doesn't entertain, nobody's going to watch it, right? Yeah. So, look, what was real? Yeah, I, the houses that you saw on our show were acquisitions that we, we had either purchased or were purchasing and uh, doing some kind of repairs sometimes to, to sell back out into the marketplace. But the drama... Um, you know, maybe you could bend reality just a little bit on the drama. Sure, sure. All right. So come on, let's be honest. What are the odds that every single time something went sideways or went sh- 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 crappy, um, you know, there was, there'd be a camera there. You know, if you've got any right. experience in, in real estate redevelopment, you know that, uh, you know, something can go wrong at three o'clock in the morning when nobody's there. But, um, you know, the first few episodes of Flipping Boston were, were tight, man. They were really... They were what you saw. Look, in New England, we've got, we got challenges with the age of our stock. You know, the oldest house I ever worked on was like 1812. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we, we got some challenges with the sticks and bricks, brother. But, um, right. you know, look, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this. A&E um, Network saw a sizzle reel that our production company had put together. And uh, at the end of, of the, the notes that were given to the production company, their notes were that big English guy, because I'm originally from London, England, that big mm-hmm. English guy looks like he could get really angry. We'd like to see more of that. <laughs> so now you read between the lines, uh, right? right? And uh, we could all be grown ups. You sure. know, it's interesting, though, if I can add to it. You know, not to, I'm a builder up and not a tear a downer, but, but to add some, some real truth to it, you know, if you look at some of the, uh, the house flipping shows today, they're really kind of, I don't know, man, they, they don't, they're a little offensive to me, you know, just because you put a stain on a wall and put some trash in the corner of a room and you call it the stink house. It doesn't mean it was a real flip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we, in New England, we really, uh, we ripped up our houses to put them back out for sure. But we had fun, man. It put me, put me in a national spotlight that I never believed was going to be a part of my, my journey. So I've been blessed, blessed and cursed. So did you, you, did you find like, you know, the, the rehab numbers and, and this, the final sale price, all of that was pretty legit. Like, uh, yeah, my ex-partner, Peter, um, was a stickler for details and, um, you know, and so he should have been, um, the the purchase price, the construction costs, the uh, liquidation price minus carrying costs, commissions, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that showed a, a true profit on the properties. Um, you know, if you've ever flipped a house, you know, it's like I bought it for 200, I put 50 into it. I sold it for 300. I made $50,000. No, no, you didn't. You donkey. You made, you know, $32,372 and 28 cents. So, you know, uh, numbers for us were, were based in reality. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. But and not all, not all, they don't have to be, it's not a, it's not an offering. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not an investment offering. It's a, it's a TV show. So 
Did you find yeah. that you were ever directed like in the materials and stuff you use, like it because of sponsorships? And- oh, wow. You're going right after it. <laughs> yeah. So watch. Okay. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. The Wizard of Oz is about to pull back the curtain. If you watch an episode of Flipping Boston and they portrayed me as the construction guy, which I was, I was a, I was a firefighter and, a, and I ran a small construction company for, for almost 16 years. So I was definitely the blue collar guy in the white collar world. But if you sit, watch an episode of the show and you see me installing a hardwood floor and I say, I love Mullican hardwood floors, three quarter inch solid oak with stain resistant, mold resistant, <laughs> how do you do, blah, blah, blah. Come on, people. It's a commercial. So, um, you know, we were, we were given um, materials uh, into the episode. But again, my partner, Pete, he deducted the cost of those materials oh, from okay. our numbers at the end of the show because he, he never, ever wanted somebody coming back and going, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, numbers-wise, cost-wise, materials-wise, 100%. Drama-wise, maybe we bended reality a little bit. So. Okay, I'll I'll let you off the hook now. I won't ask you oh anymore. Oh my lord! I feel like I should be wearing a lie detector with <laughs> one of those straps around my chest and that little thing on my finger. Oh, well, I'm now sorry. you're making it's me hot, feel guilty right that I went I'm... there. So. <laughs> no, man, it's all good. It's all no. good. Look, if 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 you see the host of a show walking through a door, walking towards you, and you see the look on their face, <gasps> and then the next camera angle is behind the host, but you can't see what he or she was looking at. Come on, people. Come on now. There was a camera in the front and a camera in the back, and you didn't see the camera on either shot? It might have been shot months to get the drama involved. I'm just saying there's a possibility. <laughs> right, right. So, well, let's, let's change the subject a little bit. We'll, we'll get you off the hook. Um, sure. So let's, let's just talk a little bit about the current market conditions mm. Mm. and and um, frankly, I think we're in a situation where um, people are looking for alternatives, you know, instead of the, the, the active flipping and, and, and a few sure. other things right now, um, yeah. which leads yeah. to what you're doing today. So what, what do you think of the current market? Is, how are you doing regarding your multifamily investing? Yeah, no, it's, those, those are fantastic questions. Look, I've, uh, I've been a house flipper. I've been a private lender, a hard money lender. <laughs> Um, I've, 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 I've been in this industry every day, all day for, you know, 12 years now. So I've been through a recession. I've been through 2008, nine, 10, 11. Um, and a lot of people say, you know, we're going to be facing something like that again because of, of the, the, the horrific slap that we took with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what really happened with COVID is, is, first of all, it's critically important. The fundamental impact, I believe, and this is just my opinion, and you can get opinions anywhere. You know, I, I think about real estate as a service that we end up giving to people, right? We're really in the people business, but our, our, you know, our, our asset is sticks and bricks, whether it's multifamily or single. How are the people doing that we serve? And um, I don't think anybody can, can argue the fact that uh, we're in a time of fear and uncertainty. And when people are driven by the emotion of fear and uncertainty, a lot of what I consider to be common sense seems to diminish a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by that is, is I'll give you a classic example. 
um, Wall Street would buy on the secondary and tertiary markets would buy um, what's called non-QM uh, loans or mortgages. So as a hard money lender, you would write a mortgage to a house flipper and that mortgage, that note, we would immediately sell it to Wall Street. Well, as soon as COVID hit, fear became the underlying um, uh, emotion, the driver, and Wall Street shut down QM lending, non-QM lending. Wall Street said, we're not buying any more mortgages. Uh, without exaggeration, Jack, about 75% of the hard money lenders pre-COVID are now out of business because their whole business model was based on Wall Street buying up. So now you've got a shrinking down of capital available to, to, to uh, house flippers. Well, what, what does that mean? It means that the tight, skinny deals are gone. Nobody's lending on them. They're looking for a higher loan to value. Um, mm -hmm. They're looking for good credit scores. They're looking for um, interest reserves so that a borrower has, has got maybe six months or four months of interest payments that they can make. So it dramatically changed the landscape of, of um, hard money lending. Well, then somebody might say, well, that's only one lending source. What about private lenders? Well, what happened to private lenders? Private lenders um, look at the stock market and the challenges that have gone on there. And they say to themselves, well, I stay in this thing. You know, I got 20 years to retire or I've got five years or 10 years. They really needed to step back and take a look at, uh, at their investment strategies for their for their, for their retirement, which is really what most people are investing for, right? Retirement and then generational wealth afterwards. Can I take care of my kids and my grandkids and my grandkids' grandkids, right? Can, mm -hmm. can, can, I, can I create legacy for want of a better term? So everybody's asking a lot of questions. And, and while people are asking a lot of questions, it's almost like the deer in the headlights thing, Jack. A lot of people have done nothing. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear it from all the pundits on TV. Uh, they'll all say, no, hold, don't do anything. Let's just wait. Let's just see. Hold on. Well, my own take on the nation, if you will, or, or look at the, the, the landscape, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done anything. I have not moved one dime into any investment in the past two months, we'll say. That's not mm -hmm. true. I made, I made one distribution on a, on a construction loan. But I've, I've really not gone out investing. But I haven't personally done nothing. What I've done is, is I've looked at the landscape and pivoted. And the hard money lending business that I was, was involved with, when that, when that crashed in pretty much three days because of what I just described to you with Wall Street being mm -hmm. the support for it, um, I stepped back and I said, well, what was the challenge there? And the challenge was controlling the capital. So here's what I see. And I know it's kind of a long way round, and I appreciate you indulging me on it, Jack. But I think it's important to understand the context before you deliver the content, Right. The context is a nation that's riddled with fear financially. Also, you know, socially, we've gone through horrendous upheavals. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that creates a, a wave of emotion within our, within our foundation as well. Um, so you've got the underlying fear. Well, now it comes down to, well, people still need to retire. People still need to have some, some safety and security. So for me, it was looking back and saying, I don't want to not be in control of capital anymore. I want to be in control of the capital to make the investments. So what we did was, was we started looking at the statistics. What, what are human beings now doing? Well, COVID has, has, has scared people about large city living. COVID has scared people uh, around being in, in, in groups. 
Uh, we see it in Florida right now. No, it's nothing. And then all of a sudden it's something as we see, you know, we see these changes. Mm -hmm. So what we identified as a group was myself and my two partners was there are the institutional capital is now trying to go towards multifamily and commercial investing, but they're, they're only want 250 units or 500 unit apartment complexes, the larger assets. Well, I don't want to compete with those and neither do the investors who invest in our fund. So what we do is, is we look at the secondary and tertiary markets close to the metropolitan areas, but we focus on like 40 to 120 unit apartment complexes because what we see is, is we see uh, an opportunity to lease up uh, open space as people are moving because when people move, stuff happens, man. It's just fact, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got an influx into the Florida market where we are in the Gulf Coast region. Um, you've got an influx of, of population. You've got a low uh, inventory of real estate. And you've got a high demand of people who just want, they want out. They, they, they're migrating away from the larger cities. So that creates opportunity. It creates an opportunity for us to raise this capital by these smaller uh, multifamily asset classes and be of service at the same time. So who are you serving? To wrap it all up for you, Jack, who are you serving? We serve our investors because we give them a higher rate of return um, targeted than most other investments in the marketplace. And then at the same time, you service your client, which is the, the tenancy that lives in the assets that you manage. So, you know, it's, it's a very interesting time. It's not a time to do nothing, but it's absolutely a time to, to educate yourself and then, and then put a plan of action in place. Because that's what we do, Jack, as entrepreneurs, man. We sit mm -hmm. back, we survey, and then we go again, right? Um, sure. I was listening to a, um, a conversation recently, um, high-level guys, I can't remember, Blackstone maybe, and one of the guys was saying, you know, everybody's got a really good plan. I think it was a, uh, um, a Mike Tyson quote, everybody's got a really great plan until you get smacked in the mouth. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's yeah. what COVID did. It, it smacked us all in the mouth. Um, some people have gone down and won't get up again. Um, and then, you know, I align myself with the people who go down and then come back twice as strong. So sure. that was kind of long winded, man. But, you know, no. I think you get a sense of where I'm at with it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting that you're talking about these smaller multifamily uh, class properties. How do you select those markets that you, you're finding these places in? And, yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'm sure great question. There's, there's a lot of data, Jack. It's a lot of data. It's data-driven. It's driven by population. It's driven by single-family cost of housing. It's driven by rents. It's driven by um, uh, uh, population close to, the, uh, to the, um, uh, the metropolitan areas. There's a formula. It's a proprietary formula pretty much that uh, has been – uh, created by my partner, a gentleman by the name of Walter Novicki. Uh, Walter is um, in Fort Myers, Florida. He's been in that marketplace um, building and investing and identifying these assets for probably 10 plus years now. He's raised over $120 million of private capital to do these, these kinds of um, uh, properties. Um, myself, using that proprietary formula, you know, the, one of the magical things about the TV show was national exposure. So with my network, national network, um, if the right deal comes in from Indiana, for example, India is a great marketplace. I got guys on the ground in India looking for assets for me right now. Well, that's great, but you still got to manage and execute on your business plan, even if you take down the asset. I'm very blessed that I've also got relationships 
uh, pretty much nationwide um, that can uh, execute a business plan for us. So we primarily focus there, but we also focus, um, you know, uh, based off of my network and my relationships when the right deal comes down. Sure. So is there a certain class of property that you're looking for too? You know, like yeah. in yeah. India is a good example. I mean, there, the, the conditions have to be all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've got it. You know what? I'll pull it up. As soon as you ask me, I'll, I'll pull it right up. It, I've, I've been living, I've been living with what we call my buy box for the past <laughs> past month and a half. So on, on properties, um, B class properties is what we focus on. So in, in the commercial world for your newer investors, uh, you have A, B, C, and D class properties, mm-hmm. A, B, C, and D class neighborhoods, right? Just like, um, you know, you're graded in school and A was good and, uh, you know, an F was, mm, I did, well, I got, I got one F, maybe two, maybe two in my whole mm-hmm. career, right? So they're just classified A, B, C, and D. Um, and then they're, they're, they're built around the, uh, uh, determined by their, their, their year of, of being built, how old are they? So we focus on B-class properties, B-class neighborhoods, um, 1990s construction, and then our business model focuses on what we call um, uh, a light, light value add. Like I don't need to rip something down and build it up. Maybe we go through with what's called a CapEx raise or a capital um, expenditure raise. <clears throat> we put that capital into the asset, raise the quality of the asset, raise the quality of the, uh, of the income. And then, uh, and then we sell. <clears throat> we sell on a uh, six-year exit strategy, and that includes the one year of ramp-up that we do, as we're stabilizing the asset and bringing it up to uh, bring it up to our standards. So, are you looking more for possibly dis- when we say distressed property? Mm-hmm. You're more looking at it's just maybe under rented, not performing to its potential. We run into um, old, you know. Uh, live in landlords or something that yeah they just they just kind of become a little blind to what the market rents could possibly be and that yeah. type of thing yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking about what we call the mom and pops right yeah so it's uh, it's very common in our country for you know that smaller asset class like i said the the 40 to maybe the 120 range <clears throat> um it's very common that they're managed by um you know a, a family if you will you know, if you if you if you're a, a like a little inside scoop on marketing, look for properties that are owned by individuals, not by corporations in this asset class. Mm-hmm. If somebody's managing or has a, an asset in their own name, um, the class is an amateur. It, it's just fact. Um, the professionals understand asset protection, et cetera, et cetera. So if I identify that mom and pop organization, I identify somebody who's probably hurting right now. They're probably in a, in, a, in a tight, if not negative, cash flow scenario because a lot of these organizations have managed their properties on a very thin line, on a very, very thin margin. Um, their quality of tenant may not be, and I don't mean quality of people, don't take it on a moral thing, but the quality of tenant, their ability to pay, pay on time every time, you know, treat the asset well, you know, might be challenged because like you said, they've just, they, they've, it's what they do every day, right? Mm-hmm. They give a discounted rent to Charlie in 4B because Charlie in 4B picks up the trash once a week. That kind of thing. That's, you know, that's, that's losing potential income. And as soon as you, you, um, you know, you, you, you downside your NOI, your net operating income, you're, you're, you're down, downing the value of the asset. Mm-hmm. You know, commercial real estate is based on uh, how much capital does it bring in. 
So those are, those are fantastic opportunities for us. Um, and we identify those properties through broker relationships, through our marketing relationships, uh, asset, um, uh, management companies. Um, they know what we want and they're always looking um, for us to be able to take these assets down. So yeah, un, under man, uh, badly managed. Anything with a, like a 47% um, or more um, in uh, management uh, expenditure, right? Income and expenses. If their expenses are 47% or higher, that's a fantastic opportunity for us because we can dial those expenses down and every, every dollar that we increase NOI, we increase value of the asset every dollar we decrease expenses we increase the value of the asset in mm. boston jack you'll love it we call it a twofer you get two mm. for one two for the price of one. so yeah we're always looking for the twofer this episode was brought to you by stessa smart money management for real estate investors let's face it accountants can get very expensive and we are investors not bookkeepers so that's where stessa steps in it has automated income and expense tracking and allows you to generate a variety of reports, including income statement, net cash flow, balance sheet, capital expenses, and most importantly, export tax-ready financials, which makes tax time a breeze. Head over to stessa.com, S-T-E-S-S-A.com for more details. We've put a lot of effort into providing useful content, and if you've found value in the show and have any interest in supporting us with a small donation, head over to patreon.com slash housedudes. And if you have any thoughts or questions, shoot us an email at info at housedudes.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at housedudes. And if you like what you're hearing, head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps other investors out there find the show. And remember... Massive positive impact requires massive positive action. We'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by housedudes.com. Do you have time to actively manage flipping and rentals yourself? If so, go for it. If you live in a market that won't cash flow or don't have the time to do all the work, are you just out of luck? If there was a way to participate more passively, would that appeal to you? I'm sure you have questions about how the process works and what to do next. If that's the case, fill out the form on housedudes.com slash investors, and we'll reach out to see if you are a good fit for our business. This is First Come, First Serve, and we will have to stop taking applications when our goals are met. See you at housedudes.com slash investors. I don't like to tell a man what to do with his money, but if you ain't investing in property, then you're dumber than a dummy. I'm not dumb. I'm smart. Well, buy property. That's my advice.